Okay. <laughs> Gorgeous. Let's do a bloody podcast. Ready? Yeah. Excited? Yeah. I love you. I love you. Okay, okay. for one, two, we're here. We're queer. And we're busy doing Real, Real Hot, Hot Girl, Girl Shit. Shit. I'm Claire. And I'm Connor. And this is Real Hot Girl Pod, a podcast about embodying the hot girl attitude in a queer, inclusive space. Ooh, hopefully you've heard the earlier episodes and know what we're about, but let's do a quick recap. As hot girls in training, we are striving to unapologetically be ourselves and love ourselves. Why are we saying girl in 2023, Connor? Because we're taking it back from the patriarchy, Claire, as an all-gender term. I'm not a rat if you're not a rat. I won't say nothing if you touch me like that. I'm not a rat if you're not a rat. A rat, a rat, a rat. Hello. Hi, rides. How's it going? We are extremely excited about this week's episode because we have some extremely hot guests on board. And we got some bonafide hot girls. Hot, hot girls, uh, idols, icons, uh, incredible musicians, Can't festival me. highlights. Uh, we are going to be speaking with Pam and Sarah from... Pillow Queens. Queens. How exciting. They're going to be joining us for chat in a little bit. But first, we have lots and lots to talk about this week. Um, We are just about recovered from all together now. (laughs) It seems like a distant memory. We're all okay. We're fine, right? We say that with caution. Yes, we're fine. We're feeling okay. (laughs) And we are going to be talking a little bit this week, Rides, about representation. Because we figured Pillow Queens are such uh, an incredible representation for queer people in general, for queer women. Um, so why not have a big old chat about it? Make a meal out of it. Wouldn't be like us. Hot or not. So, Connor, what was hot or not for you this week? Well, Claire, you'll never guess what was hot for me this week. All together now. We can finally talk about it because it's yeah. actually happened. It feels weird. It feels like we haven't recorded in ages because we did one before the festival yeah. because we knew we were going down, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and we'd be too overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Yes. to record yeah. after. And here we are. Yeah, so we haven't told you about it. Oh, my God. When I say, like, just the best festival experience I could possibly have. It was your have. first one. My first one. Yeah. Deadly, Waterford, lovely, landed on down. Um, the only stress I had with it was literally trying to set up a tent uh, with me and the mister and uh, yeah almost uh, me literally about to rip his head off and we were literally like okay I think we've survived this the rest of the festival was insane open up can and just gorgeous time everybody there's fucking sound it's just the layout of it is perfect like everything's in walking distance I, I just kept comparing it to like oh my god it's like a walkable city what the hell this is I like know. all your friends are living along the same kind of little bits you just run into everybody and of course we've seen just the likes of Jesse Ware Sugar Babes like bloody I Jimmy acts like Claire fucking Sinclair yeah, you're doing absolutely there. bring right. people <laughs> back from like yeah like prop people back and we even got a little dance and swept stage there was just so much music so much crack so much lovely people I just come back from it feeling so full Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was probably my major hot. And also, sorry, um, the weather's back, bitch. Honestly, oh, Jesus. Oh, getting hot and spicy. Like, I'm burnt. And I'm also, like, sweating my arse off. But, like, in the best possible way, it's I'm like... like July thank- never happens. We're back oh, in June. Yeah, it's amazing. exactly. And it just, you, we're like, we're both instantly backup charged. Completely. Did you know that this is a bona fide relationship benchmark test 
putting up a tent together in the rain, if you can do that and come out the other side happy, that's a really good sign of a solid relationship with good communication and teamwork. Wow, interesting. So well done, you boys. Oh my God. Proud of you. Well, I survived it. I don't know if he survived me. Uh, But yeah, what about you, Claire? What was your hearts of the week? Oh my goodness. Well, I have been having an extremely hot week. So obviously last week, all together now, um, survived it with the fractured ribs. <laughs> um, I don't think we told them on the last episode. Yeah, they're fully fractured. And there was a window of 48 hours where I was given uh, a letter, a referral letter for the hospital and told if the pain didn't improve with eating all of the ibuprofen within 48 hours, I was to leave the festival and go uh, to the hospital uh-huh. for an x-ray and to yes. get my lungs checked. But thankfully... It was fine. Um, so I had a great time, made a real priority this year. Obviously, I wasn't going mad because I was minding my injury. Mm-hmm. But just to like really catch up with friends, hang out with people, not be scurrying around too much, see all the music that I wanted to see. And then my DJ sets had the Saturday afternoon on the Schweppes stage and then closing out the bandstand with Kate and Sally on the Sunday night. I, about an hour, remember before, about an hour before I got the most nervous yeah. DJ in the world. I know, uh, came out nowhere. And um, because it's a big stage, Mm -hmm. it's a big capacity stage. And sure, didn't we feel us not a bother to us? And it was great. Yeah, no, so that was really, really good. And then, like you said, the sun coming out. And I've just had an extremely, extremely hot week. So I'm very lucky and grateful to have uh, flexibility with my day job for remote working. So I've been parked up at the seaside, essentially, oh, for the last few days. Gorgeous. I feel relaxed. I've been sleeping like a baby. Flew through all the work that I needed to get through. And you'd never know I was at a festival last week. Honestly. Feel great. Ready to do it all again smug bitch oh jesus christ Um, now tell us uh knots of the week uh well no the only thing claire that i will say is my knots for the week is that connor finn is feeling her um her old age gets her it's not taking me anymore just like a one day sleep it off i'm grand after a festival it's not even taking maybe a second day it's almost three days to get over a three-day festival like from the emotional recharge from the just absolute tiredness um from just like the crack tax especially i think i just like have found myself now realizing oh i need a while to get my batteries back up and i need to just not like social stuff like cut it off like i just can't talk to anybody i just need to be by myself and around but like it was a it was a hard learning curve finding out at 25 that that's when it fucking kicks in. Because 24, Babe. last year, no issue. Babe, I'm so sorry to tell you this. This is part of the twink death. You're like, grown up now. That fuck? frontal lobe is developed. Yeah. You get hangovers. No. Oh, you you got a hangover. You had a hangover two weeks ago. Because I was hungover <laughs> and feeling terrible. And then when I heard that you also had a hangover, I was like, oh, oh well, yeah. we must have gone really hard. Oh, yeah, that's actually very fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was an exception. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the only thing where I've just been so humble. Um, about things I was like oh my lower back's a bit kind of sore oh Jesus uh-huh. like, I feel like I need to go out for a run eat some vegetables and that's my only knot but not the worst knot to have I mean after have. all of it what about you Claire what was your knot so um, my knot of the week only a small knot and it's definitely just catastrophizing in my head right? oh. so I haven't been home for an update on the House of Harold situation. Oh my God, so that home. As you know, Hot Girls, from the last couple of episodes, um, I had a little mouse called Harold moved in, then realised there was one more than one set of feet pitter-pattering, so we had a backup dancer in there. Um, so basically, Harold and the backup dancer were 
passed on to the next round before I left. Uh, there was a couple of nights of no disturbances. There didn't seem to be any more backup dancers uh-huh. in there. But I haven't been home for nearly a week. So I don't know if more Harolds have moved in. Am I going to get in and they're all fully going to be like river dancing like across my living room being like, fuck her, we took this place over. Or will they just have like gone? I don't know. So I really want to get home before it gets dark tonight and just see what the crack is (laughs) because I might just be like living in my van full time if there's like loads of mice in there. Oh my God. This is definitely not a cult. Oh God. Well, Claire, we're talking all about representation this week Um, and you kind of found something that's very timely at the moment. Um, I know there was a Heartstopper article. Yeah. So this was, sorry, take it out, go out of my Google search and into this. So whenever um, Pillow Queen's representation in a different way got in touch saying, would you like to have Pillow Queen's on the pod? We were like, absolutely. Yes, 100%. The hot girls will lose it. Why? Because they are, first of all, obviously the band is deadly, mm-hmm. but um, the representation, it's so lovely to be standing in a Pillow Queen's audience and seeing uh, the people around you being like, oh, you know it's so no, so nice so then it did yeah it reminded me of this article um this is just i don't know why i follow this person on twitter there was obviously some sort of gas thing that happened but it's a man <laughs> called harrison brocklehurst and he wrote this article for the tab and it says i can't enjoy heartstopper without feeling sad for those of us it's come too late for Mm. Okay, so it says a generation of LGBTQ plus people would live differently if we watched it as teenagers. And he goes on to say, look, I can't get through it. I've tried. Mm. I want to. I know that it's he calls it a seminal piece of queer telly. It's going to impact so many young people without them even realizing so. And he said he's like happy for younger people, but he feels sad for himself. And he also goes on to talk about um, how 10 years ago he had his own Nick and Charlie situation. Oh, yeah. With like a guy on the rugby team. But like, you know, it was never like he they didn't get the happy ending. Yeah. You know, he had a very sad ending with that. And, you know, he we will put a link to it. It's it's a lovely read. It is very sad, Um, you know, and he's talking about his own kind of situations that he's been in and stuff with this guy you know kind of a similar situation but um, he, got, he finishes by saying obviously the show is not the answer to everything it doesn't heal the word from toxic masculinity and everyone's fixed but it is landmark tenny and I'm sad for those of us who never got the chance to make the most of it yeah I know Um, so now you don't like Heartstopper as a show well <laughs> just to, like shit all over everything I just said but yeah, no, like, no 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 I do appreciate as like a kind of um, as a valid piece of media that Again, representation is great for that. Like we have classic kind of mo- mo- motifs kind of happen through here where it's saying, no, the clearly, um, you know, Irish gay kid and then there's the more, uh, somebody that hasn't come out and he's like the more mask and he's in the rugby team. We've seen this in stuff like Handsome Devil, queer film, gorgeous mm. with uh, Finn O'Sheridan, I think his name is called in it. Uh, but he's brilliant um, acting. But it's a story that like we kind of know, of course. Um, I just... Don't I don't know. Maybe there's something in it for me that I just couldn't get into. I don't think it was the representation side of it. Just as a story, Heartstopper, I just find it a little bit too cheesy. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Like I want a little bit of drama. I want, you know, like a little bit of the kind of like skins, you know, if we're going to tell about like a coming of age kind of thing where like there's yeah. that like I want the person in the bathroom like with like the proper hun, you know, mate that like you're just going to give them like a pack of cigarettes or something like this. Like I think it's really sweet, but it's not representation of what I would understand as coming of age. But it's not Fair. supposed to be. It's comic book. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think that for me, what I like, well, first of all, I love the characters of Nick and Charlie and I'm really invested 
best in their journey and I just want what's best for them. Um, <laughs> but the concept of a queer story, first of all, being like the central focal point of something, mm. um, but a queer storyline that isn't a cautionary tale yeah. is so new. Yeah. Is so new. Yeah. So that's why I think it like it makes me so happy just to be like, Ah, this is nice. I don't feel like, you know, anything bad is going to happen to any of them. Like, it's, you know, they're just going on their journey. And that's kind of why I like it. But what would you say in terms of representation for you growing up in terms of queer musicians or Mm. in the media? Or uh, do you remember, like, having any moments seeing like, oh, that's me and maybe that's okay? Or were you kind of... Not Not, so much. Not so much. No, honestly, I feel like the main kind of like any kind of representation of kind of queerness, um, especially from kind of like men and media and stuff like this, I would have seen growing up, it kind of would have been that like classic kind of like dinner table talk of like your parents, stuff like this, where it'd be like, oh, you know, boy George, you know, like, or it might be something I'm trying to think like Julian Simmons on UTV you know Julian on Friday with the dicky bow oh, ah, yeah but like, so like cute. you know I I, yeah, like a leopard never changed that stripes welcome to Sandra like you know like we'll mm. kind of do like a bit of that so they were always quite anybody that I was seeing was usually quite I don't know someone that was a bit of a character quite flamboyant that people kind of seen as a caricature yeah that was my growing up for sure around queerness actually one of the people that I did slowly then uh, become aware of. I was a um, friend of the pod, Stephen Byrne. I remember seeing him on uh, Tutube, Would've I think it was a show. Yeah. yeah. And I was one of the ones that I remember being like, oh yeah, like he like kind of likes like silly bits of humour that I like as well, stuff like that. But it wasn't until later on that I kind of realised and I became, oh, okay, this is possibly further things while I relate and kind of like this cool guy that's on the TV. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but if a bit of a mixed bag, but nothing in particular that I was yeah. like, I want or I can like see that as like a thing that I could grow up to be. So it wasn't everywhere like so you're 25 yeah so younger but um also countryside yeah from the north yeah so maybe yeah a bit of like a more of a balance yeah 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 yeah. what about you? So I would say mine was funny so in my specific like household and stuff growing up so Mm. my Mom was, uh, was, is a theatre girly. <laughs> so like her best friend in the whole world, gay man, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it would have been kind of grown up like doing like bits of musical theatre and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Claire and brought up in the theatre household. What Shock do you and horror. <laughs> uh, pot kettle over there. Hello. So yeah, I would have personally been surrounded by a lot of queer people and my mum mm. would have very much gone out of her way to drive home the point that that was okay. Like I remember even at one stage like kids being stupid, like kind of saying, oh, that's so gay. This this is so gay and uh, my mom being like why did you say that and I was like uh, I don't know it's just a word she's like do you know what that word means and I was like no she's like your uncle Noel he's gay and people would give him shit for that you know that kind of way yeah. and would like kind of and I was like geez I didn't know it's like yeah well you know now so you better not say it like that again yeah. kind of thing like fair play to her but at that same time my best friend growing up and his mom is my mom's friend mm-hmm. when he came out to her she burst into tears not because she cared but she burst into tears because she was like I'm just sad for you because your life is going to be harder than it should be because of shitheads in the world that are going to mm. treat you differently you know so if you think about it like homosexuality in Ireland was only decriminalised in 1993 yeah like that's ridiculous like it's 20 like you know it's 
not that long ago. I can't no. do maths. What was it, 30 years? It's 30 years, right? Yeah, like y- even actually up in North um, Queen's University, Belfast, up in the late 1990s and 2000, we're still practicing conversion therapy as a port form of research. Jesus yeah. Christ. So for me, I think even though I would have, you know, come on, I went to dance college. <laughs> in terms of representation out in the wide world, I think that... For me, the turning point was the marriage equality referendum Mm. in 2015 because I genuinely don't think pre-2015 you would see queer couples holding hands in broad daylight walking around the streets of Dublin. Like, it gave people permission to... Mm. I remember, like, campaigning for that, doing the door knocks and stuff, Mm. and you'd be kind of bracing yourselves going up to the door. Mm. And I, I personally was not expecting so many people to be like, Jesus, yeah, no, obviously, don't yeah. worry about it. I was expecting a lot more pushback. So that, I think, for, like, for me, was kind of the turning point in terms of representation being out in the wide world. Mm. But I also am aware that we very much live in a queer media bubble. Well, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then also there's a lot of kind of, you know, in the UK, there's all the transphobic shite going on. The US are just trying to turn themselves into the handmaid's tale. Oh, God. In some, like, it's... hate women, hate the gays. Yeah. What's going on? What do you think the more wide world landscape is out there? Yeah. Inside of our little bubble. Like, yeah, I think this was kind of like a thing as well. Whenever, like, I suppose I only started, like, I properly went, um, no, no, like ingested so much around myself with so many queer folk and like kind of queer like things. Oh, when, you, when you came up to the Dublin, lads, yeah, the honestly, city. it was yeah. because before that there wasn't anything like, I mean, yeah, like I, I, and I think this is why, like for me, it's almost like everything's so fresh in my kind of mind of like that kind of, as you said, a turning point. It was literally mm-hmm. just come to a city and being like, oh, you're seeing these representations. Yeah. Just by people living their bloody lives. Yeah. And then again, find myself in a workplace where, yes, uh, funny enough, the creatives and gays are uh, abundant. <laughs> the neurodivergence and the queers find yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're the token straight neurotypical in your group, pocker listening, got a little bit of news for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in a wider world, I don't know. I think everybody has different... I, I, I want to say, like... I with the internet and everything like this, everybody's going to have different kind of representation of like, even for like, I know with my friend, like he came out before me and he would have had like different kind of ways of discovering kind of gay media and stuff like this in terms of films I watch, in terms of books, literature. Um, it kind of <laughs> so depends. Sorry. Oh God, oh, she's getting choked up. <laughs> um, but she, but like it was the exact same. It kind of depends on where you are in your kind of coming out stage, how much of that is available mm-hmm. to you. And especially kind of in the world, how much of that is kind of like accepted or rejected yeah it's it's an odd one I can't, I don't think any of this can speak for other places that we don't know about but yeah. like it's 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 one of those things that like it I, you don't realise how important it is until you've had it yeah and I think it's through meeting people and coming yeah. down to Dublin that then I go and turn around and be like Jesus Christ like what was yeah. I, what bloody character of this other lad was I trying to be because I don't think that was a true representation of myself and it's only through seeing representation that you can represent yourself fully. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, Something I do think about is, you know, because we're lucky in the industry that we work with and even in the workplace we work with is people from like 16 to 60. Mm. Real mix of... um, you know, age groups mm-hmm. and everything, different demographics. Um, but one thing I've noticed was more on like with people younger than you even mm. that 
they're queer, but they they kind of don't feel the need to shout about it or like make it a part of their personality or anything like that. Because I fully believe like when you were saying there and it's hard to imagine that even now when you were saying there about, you know, Julian on the TV, Mm. on UTV. Um, for a queer person to be so like people kind of say, why do you have to make being gay your whole personality? What is that? It's a political act. And particularly back in like those dark days times, mm. like when you were saying, look at me, I am an absolute screaming homosexual. I'm not going to hide about it. Yeah. And the more society pushbacks against me, the more I am going to celebrate. And sure, if you want to make me the butt of the joke, that's fine. I'll mm-hmm. be the most hilarious person in the room. But I think that was like a self-preservation thing that people did if they were brave enough that they were going to be like, yeah, I'm going to scream about it. Yeah. Um, Whereas maybe now, because we have good representation, people don't feel the need to. But like even oh. remember we had that big night out what was it was it the mother after party i dj'd was it paddy's mm. and we'd like a, brought a big gang with us and one of the gals who was like not like living in dublin that long mm-hmm. um and she was like this is the best experience of my life i've yeah. never been to a queer club before like me and my partner just like go out with our straight mates in our local mm-hmm. town and like this is like a whole new world you know but like i, I guess she didn't think she was missing on it out on anything yeah but then we opened her eyes <laughs> <laughs> but um but it was just so lovely to hear that yeah and i think it's just solidifies that like representation is absolute real hot girl shit oh, 100%. and just the whole kind of aspect of it and people's kind of relation around it is like will form you know we're all hot girls in training but like it should be part of the hot the school of hot girl the i'm, school d- of I'm hot just girl. what do we it. always say regardless whether you're queer, whether you're not, we you know what your vibe is like. Just being yourself. Yeah, and so loving yourself yeah. unapologetically, baby. Now, shall we? <laughs> shall we get ready to introduce our guest? I'm so happy. I'm such fans of this band. They are so amazing. I've been following them from the start. Love, love, love their music. Love their whole attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you like roll into them at like a festival or a gig or whatever they're always so chatty and so lovely mm-hmm. and I just I can't say enough good things about them absolutely gas bitches honestly gas, oh my they were such gas bitches in the interviews um, I think we were all um, so they are currently Pillow Queens are currently uh, recording their third album which is very exciting news for the fans <laughs> um, and you know they're away um, kind of squirreled away doing that process Connor and I uh, are post-festival <laughs> and also just kind of like whoa you know um, we're post-festival and yeah so it just got, it got a little bit weird got a little bit funny but you know um, I enjoyed it I hope they did <laughs> and I hope you will too Hot Girls here is our interview with Pillow Queens Hot Girls coming through Sarah and Pam from Pillow Queens thank you so much for joining us on Real Hot Girl Pods thanks for having us yeah thanks hello you said you're in the middle of nowhere. Where are you? Are you being held hostage? Blink if you are in danger. Blink, blink. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, what do we do? No one recording. Steve is down. recording an album. So we're in a studio in Rathfrey Island in North of Ireland. Yeah. Oh, Animal gorgeous. Studios. Yeah, this is where Connor comes in and starts telling everybody how Northern Ireland is the best of Ireland. Go on, go. Both Gorgeous. Oh my God. Have you seen the puffins lately? It's uh, part of the world I know fondly all about. Yeah, that one ferry a day. Dear God, I've never had to get it myself. But is that where it is? It's <laughs> off that wee island just off uh, the North Coast Antrim. That sounds gorgeous. Is, is this not oh, where no, you are? That's not where we are. We're not. No, <laughs> we're in Newry. Yeah, we're just off Newry's. So. Yeah, we, we only, like, we, we're just you know we wanted to get our fireworks 
well when we're leaving so oh okay. very good very good well that's getting closer to my home so i'm interested now to know that there's a secret island with a studio perfect thank you very much okay. for that so connor i feel like this discover northern ireland's collab that you've been trying to get going is now in the bin because you don't know your geography <laughs> as well as yeah. you thought you did no yeah apparently we'll we'll bin this part yeah it's all grand <laughs> so before you hit up the studio you were playing it all together now last week how was the show we actually did it during <laughs> Yeah, we drove. Uh, it's a long L journey from Nuri to wherever in Waterford, Curramore mm-hmm. in Waterford. So that was a long. It was more. You know what? The journey down, fine. Perfect. The journey home, oh classic festival behavior. But in the middle of all that, we had a wonderful show. We played the All Curious Minds tent. We did a few songs there acoustically, and then we did the Jemison Circle tent, and we played a full set. Gorgeous. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we did it with um uh uh we did a song with our friend Abacaxi and we also played one new song that we were just kind of like Asher, we want might as well. Did Pete did everybody collectively piss their pants when you were like we're gonna do a new song? Yeah, I yes. can imagine. It was kind of wet already, so we wouldn't yeah. have noticed. Hey. <laughs> I actually, I have uh, some broken ribs at the moment, so I was doing a lot of sitting in between oh. um, essential kind of uh, stuff that I had to do down there, so I missed it. But I'm dying to know, um, what was the walk-off song? Because I know the Vicar Street show that you did, the walk-off song was like a secondary almost as good as the as the events you finished with Liffy everyone was in tears and then the Venga bus started playing and the entire Vicar Street just lost their minds <laughs> twerking and having the best time um is that a staple now with every show or do you pick a different one every time uh, not with like so with that because that was a festival we could we can't really do that we can't take ownership of the in-between um but uh we do try to if it's our own show we do try to um pick a song for the end and now we're not the ones that chose that one. That was our sound engineer, Aoife. Uh, it just, you know, it came to her um, and it worked really well because <laughs> people went absolutely nuts. I have never, because it's obviously such an emotional end to the show and everybody was so, like your audience are so engaged. I was up there in the front row and everyone was like, oh, that was lovely. And the next year we just hear, whoa. And it was so funny. <laughs> walk around. But I wanted it to be a thing. I know you were saying there that the, um, it's not, I think, this makes sense now because the scratch I thought finished a bit early down at all together now, but I realize now that they actually chose their walk off song. They um did their last song and then Zombie by the Cranberries started playing and that was their last four minutes. Wow. And that was yeah. absolute bedlam. There was I saw a crutch flying overhead at one stage. <laughs> it was re- it was a special time. So tell us what is happening in the studio. Album three, how's it going? How many songs are fit? Like just tell us everything. The hot girls want to know everything that you can reveal. So we're we're working on song eleven today. Okay, exciting. Yeah, yeah. So and we're finishing up technically next week, um, but we're hoping maybe to finish up earlier because we're really good at recording, apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else we can tell you about it. It's uh, there's not. We don't know how many songs are going to be on the album, so we're just recording as many as we can in the time that we've booked the studio for um but we're gonna run out at some point so we will we will go home at some point uh but yeah so far we can't pick a single because they're all bangers um like sad bangers but bangers nonetheless like you'll cry and then you'll just cry again yeah it's real depressing but like in a kind of boppy way yeah it's fine sad bangers are the best bangers i want to be on the dance floor 
crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, completely. We haven't killed each other. Gorgeous. That's okay. Bonus. I was, was going to ask because it's like four, you know, I assume close pals uh, in the studio together. You know, you know, you go on tour together, you perform together, um, everything. Does it get to a point where you're like, stop breathing yeah. at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and we can tell each other to stop breathing. Like that's we have that relationship where it's like, breathe away from me now, please. Um, but it's yeah, we've learned each other's personalities and and ticks and icks over the years, so we kind of know what we're allowed. Maybe that could be the album title, ticks, ticks and, and icks. Yeah, which I'm trying to think. Um, so I think we're good at knowing when to just not poke the bear mm. and also when to know to know when you're the bear <laughs> and to leave so that you're not poked mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty pretty good but it's been quite like grand easy yeah, yeah. easy mm-hmm. um like it's just it's just it's not fantastic like not being alone for like long periods of time mm-hmm. but like of all the people to not be alone with I'd rather it be the people that I can literally do anything in front of mm-hmm. so it probably doesn't help that uh, Kathy's car, which is our only form of transport, um, shit itself. Am I allowed to say shit itself you in this speak podcast? You can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's shat itself. It's past tense. fucked it. It's... <laughs> anyway, we're stranded. Yeah, we're basically stranded, what yeah. we're saying. And we're running out of food slowly but surely. Yeah. And the chippers won't answer the phone. So <laughs> we might have to eat each other. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you think you would decide if you're like okay, we're actually stranded we have to eat each other how do you think you would decide who gets eaten first uh i don't think it would be a decision i would say whoever is the weakest whoever they would be fight to the death yeah mm-hmm. so whoever you can overpower first <laughs> So I think that might be me. It's going to be you, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to say she's right here, but like, she just seems oh, so thinking nice. in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to get like eaten like, first. You know what, oh, well, what a it's way okay. to go. It's okay. You go, you go. Just, just kill me now. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, a kind of an overarching theme of the songs in the new album do you think or is there kind of bits of everything coming together depression (laughs) (laughs) um I guess like you know yeah and uh just I guess like chapters ending endings and grief and uh what else would you say um like sort of new beginnings but like not 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 in any sort of optimistic way yeah okay just um (laughs) catharsis of sorts yes catharsis that sounds great because you like you've you've been a band for it's a it feels like a lot you know there's like life for for the queer women of ireland there's life pre-pillow queens and post-pillow queens i can't remember really pre-pillow queens but it seems like you've been a band for a long time so there must have been a lot of change like growing up together mm, yeah and it's yeah like, even like the way you write songs and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. i'm sure has changed over over time I personally want to hear the part of the album whenever uh, you do commit cannibalism and I really just like goes into that, you know, cathartic, yeah, like, you know, eating each other's bones kind of, but I think that'll be a really exciting part to probably song 15 kind of vibe, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah if we keep going that's how it's gonna go but maybe we'll wait till album four to do that just so we can get a bit more of that mm. uh, pink dollar out of everything yeah. <laughs> yeah or go down the super artsy route you know and just be like oh yeah this is our our new album is like a performance piece it could be like the knife where it's like we're just gonna like cannibalize the audience <laughs> I don't it's know. just rec- recordings of them eating me <laughs> yeah yeah. Mm, that doesn't sound mm. <laughs> we might mm, I will put it up on OnlyFans yeah. <laughs> this has taken such a weird turn I'm, I, I don't oh, know it always you. does you've yeah. been locked away in a studio we've had a lot of sun so yeah let's just roll with it so I suppose a general theme that we had for this episode which came up naturally when we realised that you were going to be our guest was representation so we were mm-hmm. talking a lot about representation in music in uh, media in the kind of world at large um, for the queer community and Pillow Queens are such an important band for queer people and I think particularly for queer women is that something that you think about often because I'm sure everybody comes up and just thanks you all the time just for being there yeah I mean it's something yeah we do think about it we talk about it quite a lot because it's it would be so easy for that to to be become pressuring and I think it's important to sort of talk about it so that it doesn't become that so it it's like okay it is it's a big part of what we do it's not all we do and we can still be true to ourselves while still knowing that that's important yeah I think one of the most um frequently occurring things that happen will be parents coming up to us and saying like I thank you so much because I've seen my kids like discover you and and find that they're more comfortable in themselves or expressing themselves or at least they can kind of see a future for themselves or you know there's four queer women who you know they seem they seem okay they're they're doing all right so maybe I can too yeah and it's like not necessarily um always with the queer thing maybe it's it's a mix of many things a lot of it's like you know you know young girls maybe um seeing us play live and you know be fairly successful for you know where we're at this point in time and 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 be like wait I can do this as well like Mm -hmm. I can I can get up there and also like look around at you know the several other um female acts in Ireland and just be like oh actually we're thriving so um uh it not not feel like you are in any way an outlier or that you're going to be pushing against the grain if you want to get involved in the music scene if you're you know you know not a man not it's not that. a straight man who's yeah. white and just, yeah. just you know could, has that like unearned confidence which is not in a bad way like we I wish we all had more of that but yeah I hadn't even thought mm-hmm. about that just like girls being like I want to play guitar um because there is there seems to be a lot of thing I know for a lot of my friends would have you know played in band as teenagers and then just been kind of pushed out of it because it was too blokey you know, um, so I assume you would have all like played in bands before with different people and stuff. Um, how did you, how did it feel finding four, as four musicians who gel well together and have this unique sound and it all works really well? That must have been just so joyful to realize that that was going to be a thing that you could do full time. Yeah, like we were kind of delighted to be in a band with like, you know, we were, we were excited at the prospect of being in a band that was all queer women. Mm. Now, having now been in a band with you guys and also been in a band with a lot of blokes, it's not really that different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> you only mean that because we're a little bit gross, but no, it's. <laughs> I find that it's different. Maybe it's an age thing as well, though, because I was I was only ever in bands with. No, I wasn't only ever in bands, but I was only ever ever in bands that had guys in it also, and I did definitely feel like my voice wasn't necessarily as important and that's really no shade on like the guys I've been in bands with they've all been incredible people but it's just you know sorry to say it but the patriarchy uh you know it's 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 a thing um so when I would have a a somewhat controversial opinion it wouldn't always be immediately respected I'd sort of have to prove myself whereas with the girls in pillow queens if I'm like I don't want to do that immediately it's like cool all right Yeah. yeah let's talk about why but like yeah absolutely if that's your line that's your line yeah, I, I think it's, it's it seems to just be slowly. Well, I hope it is slowly changing. Like I remember even not that long ago, like 10 years ago, friends and bands, they were maybe would be the only woman in the band and they would have uh, nowhere to get changed backstage. They wouldn't have their own room on tour. They'd be expected just to bunk it, you know, all that kind of thing. That's kind of good to hear that it seems to be slowly changing. But I'm sorry, I really don't want this to be a discussion about, oh, women in a band or whatever. We just started talking about it because it's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about Heartstopper. I don't know if you saw that article during the week, but it was like an older queer man basically saying that he's thrilled that it exists as a piece of media, but he personally can't watch it because he's so sad that he did not have that growing up. And there was seem to be a lot of people saying that. And I think now like Connor is like, how old you? What's the, he's like 14 years younger than me. Oh or God, something is like it? that. Yeah, something like that. I thought we were I, sisters. I, 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 we are sisters. <laughs> yeah. I, I could, I could. I just look the same age. You look kind of the same person with the light, the way that it's on. <laughs> oh, listen, the light That's is on purpose. Yeah. yeah, but also we're like, we spend too much time together and we're merging into one <laughs> person. But yeah, like I think it's, it, it's something that it was so stark years ago and it does seem to be slowly and even like friends that are more kind of in your age group that whole issue of representation it's not so much of a thing they're just like oh yeah grant like do you think it's something that is still important like i know for me uh being at a pillow queens gig audience it's like just the nicest place on earth because it's super queer audience and everybody they walk in and their shoulders drop and everyone's just like Ah, can just <laughs> relax and be my total like self get into their lizard like, costume yeah. <laughs> take off, the wigs come on the shoes are it's like just, the witches yeah. <laughs> do you think it's something that we still need in the world to have those spaces or do you think that it's normalized enough now that we can just chill wherever oh like 100% like I mean I know that I've been to gigs where you walk in and you're like oh this is you know very masculine area like you don't you, you look around you're just like there's it's just it's so painfully heterosexual yeah <laughs> and it's it's all like one certain like you, you kind of like oh I kind of have to go for the back at this one or something because every it's just so that mm-hmm. um I definitely think it's needed but I also just think that people should just be sound at gigs like it shouldn't have to take um <laughs> an all queer band to make queer people feel safe at, at gigs. Mm. Like they should be able to go to literally any show uh, being done by any type of person and feel safe and be able to be themselves. Like, so, you know, it's great that people can do that at our shows, but like, I think it's, I think it's shit if that's the only place that they can do it. You know, mm. I want people to be able to go see like just an all male rock band and still feel completely comfortable in themselves 
I do think that's possible though because if I was to go to an idol show even though that is like painfully heterosexual in a way in a way I would still feel like comfortable totally myself I'd feel like if I fell in the mosh pit I'd be picked up like yeah. I feel like I could probably use whatever bathroom I wanted to use yeah it, it, there's certain bands that kind of publicly sort of push back against that yeah which is great I think like Joe has done wonders for like women because he's just he speaks so openly about the grief that he went through with his child and like all the different things and like you know those members of the bands that are like oh I'm wearing a dress and people are like whoa you know yeah. but it's still exposure therapy for like people that maybe wouldn't be more so in our world um so is there anything else you would like to see more of in the music world like obviously just be able to walk into any gig would be ideal but anything else that you can I mean for free would be great yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes list for life yeah, everywhere, yes. everywhere. <laughs> uh, what else I mean there's still I think like festival lineups have a lot to do I think in terms of having equal uh gender lineups or all gender lineups and I think that there's I don't know maybe what's it called when you're um help me out when you've got a number to reach oh like a quota quota Quota. thank you so much i was like criteria something (laughs) i think quotas are like they shouldn't be a thing but i think maybe when it's so um unequal that it needs to be a thing so i think for for festivals until they get their shit together there should be a quota yeah um and sort of the same on radio yeah, we like. I'm just about to be sort like because of... we don't get pay, played on the radio, okay? <laughs> no, because there needs to be more like non-male voices on the radio hmm. for sure. Hopefully, going to change. I did come home the other day from um, All Together Now, and uh, uh, when I walked in the door, my mom was playing the radio, and then we came on. Oh, great oh. feeling! Right. Yeah, oh. while I gave her all of my washing, I was like, <laughs> yes. I don't live with my parents anymore. I just need that's to- arguably worse. You <laughs> came over with your washing, and you're like, here you go. I was just I come from a festival. The last thing I wanted to do was do my own washing. Oh my god! Here, representation is is in many forms. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Representing people that don't have washing machines. Exactly. Pillow queens. How, when did you come up with the name? Because it is so deadly and we are going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. We have a little quiz for you. Oh, I love oh, quizzes. Queer. Oh, cool. Um, Pillow Queens was kind of the first name that we came up with, but we then kept on trying to think of something else because we were like, we can't call it. We just thought it was gas. It's like, so gas. The first thing, that's so funny. And we just thought it was brilliant, but we thought nobody else would. Yeah. <laughs> No, and we were like, oh, it's a bit raunchy and whatever. But you know, you'd be really surprised the amount of people it goes over people's heads. I know, obviously, straight people, but some, like a lot of people, message us be like, I really love pillows as well. <laughs> so this is exactly where we are going with the quiz, right? Because mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, we decided to do a guide to queer terminology. Mm-hmm. And we asked one of our very adorable, very straight male friends. We went through a whole list of terms with him. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I think it means this. I think it means that. It was very cute. And we got to Pillow Princess. He was like, 100%, that's me. Love my sleep. Love lying down. Blah, blah, blah. And all of this. Yeah, people say that to us all <laughs> the time. And then we, like, explained it to him. And he was like, I think that's still me. Can I still like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, so what we thought might be fun is we were saying people had such a laugh that we wanted to do a round two 
of queer terminology. So Connor has gone deep diving into the annals of the internet. Now I haven't heard <laughs> these. <laughs> I haven't annals heard of the internet, is it? Oh yeah, geez, it's Listen, dark and dirty, honestly. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah. So, you know, because there was a few, we, we surprised each other with a few. Um, I had never heard Goldilocks, which is apparently what I am, uh, because I have a minimum like of... Like a gold star? No, no, no Goldilocks, because I have... Behind around with bears? Yeah, I have a minimum of three bears following me around at all times. <laughs> oh it's not my, my fault, it's mother's Jeez. fault. <laughs> and anytime I play mother, it's just the front row is all these like just lovely big hairy men and Connor's like, there you are now, Goldilocks. There's your race. So Connor, do you want to do you want to start? Yeah. How we go? Well, I suppose like obviously, I mean, we've done kind of couple ones. So I really did have to dig dig deep into, as you said, the annals of the internet <laughs> to find uh, something that was maybe off the hinge. So these are some ones I didn't quite get myself until a little bit of research. So I mean, I suppose the first one that I came across that I was aware of, and I possibly I'm hoping you guys will be aware of, is um. Squirrel friends. If you talk about someone, you know, oh, these are my squirrel friends. I know, I know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, like let's let's like let's go through. Like, yeah, like go through some really like go thought through some process. Options, but I'm pretty sure I know this one. Well, because to me it rhymes with girlfriends, so I'm like, is it something like your girlfriends, but they're like a little bit um, kind of um, hairy. I don't know, <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's not like uh like your like your yeah rodenty kind of buddies. They hoard nuts. They sleep a lot and they hoard and something about hoarding nuts. Okay, they're a bit hairy, big tails. <laughs> oh oh, if I'm correct, oh, all of those things are true. So I, will okay, I, will I say what I think? Yeah, Claire. What is a squirrel friend? So squirrel friends, as far as I know it, and from certain friends telling me, is drag queens hanging out together because they are squirrels hide their, their nuts. nuts is that oh, right oh <laughs> so good oh i love that yeah, yeah. just okay. talking out my cool. squirrel friends there yeah jesus um now oh. the next one that comes up is um heather uh which i picked up personally because it's uh Your my mom's name, name. Oh, yeah God. so she listens this is yeah terrifying. yeah yeah so say if you walked in and you're like oh hey heather um or you'd use it as like a term for calling someone oh heather um or you'd see a load of the heathers together do you know who they would was kind of be the band i mean no, the, the, movie. the movie it, the, it, it, it yeah yeah they it, all are named heathers and they all and then they kill someone <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. Is it? Is it? If you just don't know someone's name, <laughs> actually, we should start that. Although it's no. kind of a queer thing. Yeah, they don't know someone's name. We could be name. rude. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Heather. Hey, Heather. Um, <laughs> or Felicia. Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Felicia. Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Except um, by Heather. 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 So Heather. I would say to you, oh my God, it's the Heathers. Okay, so, okay. is it a, a, a bunch of basic gays? <laughs> is this? No. <laughs> it's supposed to be like the Heathers, obviously it's a film. They're like the most popular girls in school. Like they're the kind of like the cool bitches. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that was, it's the Heathers. That was our guest. Yeah, we got okay. that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a gold gold star for us. Yeah. Gorgeous. Well, we're going to go through a bit of a quick fire now. You haul. Okay. Oh, we moving in together on the first day because yeah, you're yeah. lesbian. Yeah. Like, Perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, what would we uh, describe as um, gagging? This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not. You know, when you have someone like, when you look so good, you're like, oh my God, gagged. 
Yeah, like, yeah, it's 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 a fun one yeah. to try to describe like without shocked? saying. I couldn't describe gagging without being like, "I'm gagged," and it's like, "What do you mean no, you're gagged?" Oh. I'm like, uh, "I'm I'm uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm shocked." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah but these so are all queer and... terms. Okay. Goops and gagged. Like, how do you describe <laughs> yeah. this to anybody else? Um, now, if you could please um, describe now, I have a bit of a phrasing here that um, if you could translate into queer terms. So for Claire. Um, over the weekend was doing a gorgeous uh, bit of a set and I responded to her set saying she was serving her master's in cuntology with a concentration in motherology studies from the University of Servington. What are we gathering from that? She did really well. Gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's it. That's That's us. Yeah. Okay. So biology is good. How, how did we do? How did we do? I mean, pretty, cool. pretty well. Yeah, I think everybody kind of got around it. Yeah, we had some uh, backhanders there, uh, passed around party bottom. We had, that was had the last yeah, one. yeah, but um, party bottom, a pass around party oh, bottom. It's a, it's a boy, yeah. it's a boy thing apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's um a bottom that just has a lot of fun at parties. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a like a like an ashtray arse, you know. <laughs> I thought you were just going to name someone there. Like, yeah, um, party bottom. I can, you can edit that out. That's a bit shit, isn't it? Oh, geez, sorry, pillow queen. What? Okay. Well, pillow queens. The yeah, Heathers. in here. Hot girl pod. We're fucking roasting. I know. I think we should strip. So, pillow queens. Real hot girls. Heathers. For the hot girls in training that are listening, can you please give hmm. us three things that they can do to continue on their journey to being confident, fully realized real hot girls? Like you, because we all look up to you. <laughs> I don't know. Be yourself is one. And I don't mean that. I mean that sincerely because people, you need to be your weird self to people and, the, and then you find your your proper weird friends. Yeah, um, yeah. then surround yourself with people who love that version of you and don't get bogged down with people like, oh, I've known them for this long, I've known them for that long, whatever. You can still follow them on Instagram, but they don't need to be in your life because they're not doing anything for you and you're going to end up thinking about them when you're do- making choices. You don't need to do that. And what else? a third. Um, uh, uh, take your vitamins every day. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't. Probiotics. I haven't been actually. Oh God. And uh, listen to pills. SPF. Oh yeah, SPF. <laughs> oh, retinol. On oh, the neck God. and the face. That's an important one. Don't just SPF your face. You got to do the neck as well. Do the neck. Yeah. And never yeah. things to worry about. Yeah. I think I've thought of one more actually, and I don't know if <gasps> this is possible because do we have a release date yet? But is it possible for them to go and pre-order the new Pillow Queens album? No, not yet. Yes. That'll be a while then. Yeah, probably like November. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. But do that as well. That will yeah. that will make you real hot. <laughs> so yeah. album three yeah. coming out in November, the deepest, darkest, most depressed mode time of the year, and you're going to be talking about the deepest, darkest, most depressed. He won't place. release it then. We'll just <laughs> pre-orders okay. in time for Christmas. Oh okay, yeah. Gorgeous. Oh yeah. Gorgeous. Okay. Well, we will look yeah. forward to it. Thank you so, so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything that you would like to add before we go or are you frightened and need to um, away? I suppose we should promote stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stuff. Um, we're supporting Franz Ferdinand in Collins Barracks on the 27th of August and uh, you should go because it'll be fun. And you should invite someone that you fancy because you can text them saying, uh, take me out yeah. and then a link to the tickets. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. It's so good. That's so, We're giving so you good. our best material here. Yeah. yeah. 
and <laughs> we're playing fall right into place in Galway on the 16th of September and it's my birthday weekend so everyone has to come Virgos, woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're outnumbered. Uh, oh, uh, what are you? Uh, Gemini. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jesus Christ. Well, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> oh, Pam and Sarah, thank you so much. You are officially real hot girls. Mwah. Thank you for joining us and best of luck with the rest of the record. I hope nobody gets eaten. Wait. Hold on. Hey-o. I hope nobody dies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you like... so much. Anyway. <laughs> Real hot girl shit. Oh, Claire. Sorry. What absolute hot girls. Are amazing, aren't they? Fucking deadly. Like, um, I didn't expect for that interview to go that way, but I'm so glad that it did. This and um, cannibalism, <laughs> uh, depression-themed mm-hmm. bangers. Yeah, sad bangers, can't honestly. Uh, I mean, I'm enthralled. I can't wait for the bloody gig coming up as well. Oh my yeah. God, Colin Sparks for Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, apparently we're Franz Ferdinand's fans again. I haven't thought about them in years, but I want to go see Pillow Queen, so I guess I'm just going to go. <laughs> I should. I, oh my God, you should use that take, take me out line on himself. I'll say, don't you know? No, remember, remember Sarah said, oh, it's like send, send the ticket link to someone and say, take me out. Oh my God, that's right. Did you just get that now? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, fuck. So, like we said, we're a little bit post festival still, but it's okay. Um, Oh, are you going to go to the FLA? Are we going to save ourselves for another love story? Oh, I don't know. I might do a bit of an end weekend flat. Like like, like an a, in and out. Like a Sunday, like spin in, maybe do a couple of tunes and spin out. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. There's we'll lots of things coming up. Yeah, It'll we'll figure all it all good. out. So, Connor, what have we learned from today's episode? We learned that representation is... It comes, is still important. It is still important. It comes in many forms. Um, and I think that no matter where you are in life or in, you know, the world that it'll always be important to someone, whether it's a band, whether it's a TV show, whether it's literally politically happening within your lifespan and you're seeing it in community, someone out there will always need it more than you know. And it's not until that you're, you know, you if things didn't exist that they wouldn't be there to represent you. Exactly. Yeah. So be yourself, love yourself. Be barking. Real hot girl shit. <laughs> this is definitely not a cult. So Connor Finn, uh-huh. what was your homework last week and did you achieve it? Well, Claire, um, I think I'm on a bit of a streak. I might be a bit of a teacher's path this week because last week my homework was to book trips and plan for the next few months of uh, the life and basically like how I want my life to look. Okay. And did you do it? Well, no, I've most of August now booked out. But yeah, I'm basically kind of like have been doing a bit of like for planning. I know what days and stuff that I have left. I know what things I want to go do. And I'm basically just trying to solidify it down. But I've also kind of been doing a little bit of like manifesting from our little season. But then there was also a big landscape where the thing opened. I don't know. It came up on my TikTok, but it was like, it's a super powerful time to do this. But it kind of made me again do this whole thing. What do I want my life to look like in a couple of months? And how am I going to get there? Uh-huh. And I think just putting those kind of ideas and those kind of like, okay, writing it down, this is what I actually, I'm really grateful, I'm really happy to be doing, but this is where I'd love to be in a couple of months. I think that's me on the right track now to go, okay, it's not just a, a spackle in the world. Like where I'm, I'm kind of visualising now and I know how to get there. Well, shit, congratulations. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> what about you, Claire? What was your homework last week and did you do it? Well, Jesus, um, my homework, if you remember, was similar. Went to, you know, plan um, for, because we were still back in the rainy times. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
We might be back in the ratings again <laughs> when this airs, but listen, let's not dwell on it. So it was to plan some stuff. Okay. And I did, but like not as well as you. So now I'm like, does this count? So I researched, I was like, I really want to go to diving. I need to get under the sea again. Mm-hmm. Going to do that in November, potentially mm-hmm. late November when we do our separate <gasps> holidays. Um. <laughs> so I'm thinking late November because we can still go to Homo Block at the start of November. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, researched. I was like, I want to get under the sea. Looked at a few different places. I've narrowed it down to a couple of places that I can get like a really good quality good value diving Deadly. liveaboard for a week um, and then also and it was um, in my search history that we were looking at earlier um, going to go visit um, our friend Stephen Byrne <gasps> um, in uh, Sydney in going to be probably end of February so Mardi Gras is on it's on for three weeks Scream. Um, and then you know we'll be tired afterwards we might just do a little little side quest over to Bali, Bali or something oh god yeah. essentially like a Ryanair from there do you know oh, yeah, so no. yeah so planning a big trip in February and then like a small little water based one in November Um, and yeah I was really really happy with that but Jesus you've got your whole life mapped out maybe I am a failure just kidding <laughs> I'm thrilled with myself of course <laughs> not honestly now Clara Tal says what is one thing you're going to do this week to embody Adi Adi the hot girl energy well Miss Finn I am no longer feeling overwhelmed I'm oh. feeling relaxed I'm oh. feeling happy And I am going to, this week, continue to feel present. Can you tell that I've been in the sea a lot the last few days? Feel present and enjoy the end of the summer. Because I know a couple of weeks ago we were both saying, when it was like peak rainy time, we were both saying, you know, oh, it's slipping through our fingers. No, Mm. I'm going to enjoy every last second of the summer. That is my plan to get into that mindset over the next week and just be like, this is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm doing tomorrow. This is what I'm doing to to day after <laughs> that's not a real sentence but you know yeah so we've got some great stuff coming up um, another love story festival um, hot girls if you're going to it I'm going to be playing in the treehouse stage at 11pm on the Friday night I cannot wait mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be free for the rest of the weekend to be silly and enjoy the enjoy myself so it's great are you coming? Um, I haven't decided yet because this is part of my homework so Connor, what is one thing you are going to do to embody yaddy yaddy the hot girl energy this week? I'm going to do what I have learned from my mistakes from last week which is yes now that I have a fully planned kind of like out August slowly coming in to October I have many plans but I also I want to give myself time to probably just like be present with it and also rest a little bit I know this is like the constant of me being like I'm having the most fun ever I want to have like an absolute like radar thing but I feel like the only way that I can consistently enjoy things like a little bit of a flacule there and a little bit of seeing my friend like potentially another love story potentially EP is if I make time I mean young blood bloody pillow coins if I make time to have like those rest days and kind of have those wholesome things because I think all together now give me a little taste of it's really really fun Um, and but I had a lot of time to meet people and stuff because that like I don't want to lose the balance I think I, I, no, I, I we've want... been working on this for months we have the balance down now yeah sure whenever I was messaging you on the Monday morning of all together now saying we're going to Dunmore East do you want to come for a swim and a picnic the previous year I was still out from the Sunday night <laughs> so I really oh think um, yeah like a bit of growth bit of growth bit of balance yeah. oh my god like a mould growing yeah. <laughs> yeah a really cute one <laughs> okay so I think that's it are we done yeah well what's one bit of uh, 
a homework that we're going to give the hot girls this week, Claire. One bit of homework that we're going to give the hot girls. Um, listen to the entire Pillow Queen's back catalogue if you've not already. Absolutely. If you're not familiar with their work, honestly, they are such a bloody, like representation aside, they are such a good band. Mm-hmm. Just as a completely separate objective yes. thing. Their music is incredible. Go and do that. And then if you're already familiar, um, go listen to it again. <laughs> yeah soak it all up um, and get ready for album three coming in November yeah and again just by representation if you'd like to go back to some of our previous episodes I know we talked about queer slang um, we have a whole catalogue on it it's in one of our like our real hot girl guide to queer slang yes. and it's available there if you want to get a little bit more envel- enveloped into representation and where they kind of come from as well we dive into it a bit and maybe if you think we're talking shite and you're like no actually I think you're completely wrong about the whole representation thing here's what I think as always we would love to hear from you Connor how can the hot girls get in touch? Oh they can get in touch with us on TikTok probably not but more Instagram at Real Hot Girl Pod it's both safe handles or if you want to give us a bit of a longer message you can get in contact with us realhawkgirlpod at gmail.com Now sadly Connor's gorgeous mum Heather is not going to be joining us at the end of the show this week so we are going to skedaddle we are out of here have a great week have a really hot girl time until next time Stay Stay hot girl. girl